That was a nice bull elk that went up into those trees, Sid. We'll drive the elk down slow, and when they get into that opening, you take the shot. Don't let him get into that thicket or we'll never see him again, stated Ed. You just drive that bull elk down here and we'll have elk steak for lunch, stated Sid. I hope so. I don't want to do all this work and walk 25 miles just to listen to you make excuses when you miss the shot, Sidney, joked Ed. I can shoot better than you, Edward III, countered Sid. Y'all stop arguing. Y'all are acting like a couple of fifth graders on the playground at school, stated Jess. Well, little Jessalee can actually speak, teased Sid. Let's go, Ed. Those elk are wandering farther away while you all are bickering, demanded Jess. Yeah, let's go, but I still say Sid cheated in that poker hand. He probably had that ace up his sleeve the whole time, stated Ed. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. It don't matter now. I won the hand and I get to take the first shot, bragged Sid. Let's go, Ed. It's getting cold just standing around here, said Jess. Okay, let's go. One shot, one kill, Sid, said Ed. One shot, one kill, Ed, repeated Sid. The two brothers, Jess and Ed, picked up their rifles and swung them over their shoulders. Watch out for bears, boys, teased Sid. Ed gave Sid a dirty look and then turned and walked away. Jess walked down the game trail until the brush in the thicket was too thick to allow him to go further. He cut the brush away from the trail with his hatchet. About twenty yards into the thicket, he came upon another game trail. He had followed the game trail for fifty yards when he saw something shiny sticking up out of the ground about ten feet from the game trail. He began to dig at the ground around the shiny object with his hatchet. The shiny piece of metal was attached to a small black tire. The rubber on the tire was almost rotted off, and it crumbled at the slightest touch. Jess laid the tire on the trail and looked at it. He could think of no reason for a small tire like this to be out in the wilderness. He couldn't think of anything that would use a small tire like the one he had just found. He laid the tire by the side of the trail and continued his search. Jess had gone another hundred yards through the thicket when he saw a large piece of metal sticking up through the dense brush. He immediately made his way through the dense brush toward the piece of metal. At first, he didn't realize what he was looking at. The tail section of the small aircraft was almost completely hidden by the thick brush and the trees. He stepped back and studied the small aircraft for a moment. The plane must have been here for a long time. Moss was covering most of the body of the plane. A pine tree sapling, about eight feet tall, was growing right between two pieces of the wreckage. He unslung his rifle and laid it on a log beside the trail. He slowly approached the wreckage. The nose of the airplane was buried into the side of the mountain. The plane had broken in half on impact. Suddenly, Jess realized that people must have died in this plane crash. Were the bodies still in the plane? He paused for a moment before he walked toward the wreckage. He had to cut brush away to get to the plane. There were two skeletons in the cockpit of the plane. The bodies must have been there for a long time. The bones were as white as a sheet. Jess realized that he needed to tell his brother Ed what he had found in the thicket. He closed his backpack and walked back to their camp.